Can a podcast make for good TV news? Are the lines between the two eroding? I'm Michael Depp, editor of TV News Check, and this is Talking TV, the podcast that brings you smart conversations about the business of broadcasting. Today, that conversation is with Bill Anderson, an executive producer and host of special projects at Fox-owned WTXF in Philadelphia. He is also the host of a brand new TV show, The Pulse with Bill Anderson, on that station and its digital platforms, including Fox Soul. We'll be right back with Bill Anderson on Talking TV. Welcome, Bill. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. So tell me, what is The Pulse? So The Pulse is basically sitting down and and having a conversation with interesting people and allowing them the opportunity to kind of explore different topics, just talk. Um, I I feel like we live in so much of a soundbite and in some circumstances divisive uh, soundbite driven world um, that getting a chance to hear from people, hear their story, understand them is something we were interested in. And so we kind of set it up for the Pulse to to be that a podcast discussion on TV. Excellent. So so where can viewers find it right now? Uh, so it airs the TV version airs on Fox 29 in Philadelphia, Mondays at 630. Uh, it airs Fox Soul nationally and kind of streaming platforms uh, Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern time because you know, they're national. Um, and then it, the podcast goes out that same day. So you can listen to the audio on all podcast platforms every Monday as well. And so on Fox Soul, you can probably catch up with the, you're, you're, you're into your fourth episode as we're talking right now. So probably on their VOD menu, you can watch past episodes, right? Yes, yes. Everything is there both uh, on Fox Soul platform, but also on their YouTube platforms as well. So you wanna have substantive conversations. What else do you wanna do with the show? What's your objective for it? Uh, you know, we obviously want to have some fun. We want to entertain. Um, my my personal goal, and I think that the point that the station was so driven by, was kind of getting past very superficial discussions. You know, I it sounds silly, but the whole concept of doing well while doing good. I believe that there is more that unites us than divides us. There's more that we're interested in uh, in each other than uh, than divides us. But sometimes you got to get there, you know, and it's tough to get there in shouting matches or very short conversations or a, a lack of substance. Um, so we're hoping there's an appetite for something a little bit deeper. So, so you have the breadth in this format to yeah. potentially do that. Yeah, and it's it's my responsibility. So I did talk radio for a while before I started working for uh, for Fox stations. Um, I think that that will come down to both the guests. Um, and my, as you well know, because you do this, my ability to make people feel comfortable talking to us. Uh, because for people to get past the superficial, they have to trust that there is genuinely an interest in doing that uh, and not a kind of bunch of gotcha you know, setups. Um, so some of that's on me, uh, but so far so good. Like people seem to be interested in the discussion. Well, I wanted to talk to you today because your show seems to be a, a kind of interesting animal. As you said, you come from a radio background. The show, in a way, is essentially a video podcast, not unlike what we're doing now with Talking TV. <laughs> so 
you don't do it live. There's some editing editing involved in it. How do you, if you do classify it, how do you classify this show? What bracket do we put it in? Huh. Um, you know, I don't know if it falls into to just news. I mean, it's you know, we're not doing current events. These people are not coming on just because they have something that's going on currently in their life. They're just interesting in general. Um, maybe, you know, interview based um discussion based i don't know if it has a a kind of clear-cut category um because i don't know that there are a lot of people you know I, it's silly to put myself in the category of some of those bigger national shows that that do depth but i don't know that there's a lot of people who just sit down and want to have these types of longer form conversations um so i don't know i mean maybe we're creating a new category yeah, well, I, mean, I wonder if the distinctions between things like a TV news show or a TV show and a podcast are, are falling away, if those sort of classifications even, even matter anymore or obtain as we go into a more connected kind of streaming universe of what, you know, that's one of the, the main distribution points for, for your show. I think that the, the old model um, is breaking down. You know, and, and you've discussed this before. I think the concept of somebody needing to wait for several hours for a certain time slot of news to come on to get their news, um, that's breaking down. People have the news, they have it on their phones, they have it streaming. Um, so if you want to continue to do this, you have to expand and give people something that they're not just getting you know, in the sound bites or in just watching the news. Um, and I think that that's part of the whole concept of of the depth. Hopefully we're exploring and finding things that they don't just get, you know, as an update on their phone or on the, the daily newscast. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, many local stations find themselves wanting or needing to create more local news content, especially as they start spinning up streaming channels. And, you know, there's a beast that needs to be fed and it needs to be fed often. So how do you think a show like this can provide a good viable answer to that need? Well, I mean, there's a couple of things. One, because we're not we're not doing it live yet, um, the opportunity to kind of meet people where they are. You know, we're not limited by the fact that the person we want to talk to has to be available between five, you know, five p.m. five thirty p.m. in these blocks. Um, they built this studio for us. So if somebody on the West Coast says, "I'd love to do it, but I can only do it at seven a.m." Come in here and power up, and we'll do it at seven a.m. So I think the the flexibility is one thing. Uh, the ability to sit down and have interesting conversations a couple in a day, uh, if that's you know when people are are interested, um, I think that that's that's another. Um, you know, I, I think that the fact that it is is local, we can handle the editing, we can handle the production. There's no huge you know level of production needed. Um, all those things kind of lend themselves to being able to do more more often. Um, you know, and with flexibility and, and honestly with lower costs you know, right. because we're doing it here. And of course, Zoom or Zoom equivalents have made all these kind of like this show possible. That, that Have you found so far in doing this that, that there are any limitations to that as opposed to having an in-studio guest? Is it, is it any worse for the exchange? A little bit. I mean, if I'm being honest, now, so far we've been lucky because the people that we spoke to, you know, Jan Levens and Don Staley today, uh, Kevin Eubanks, they're, they're personalities and they're people who are comfortable with the media. Um, so they're okay talking to a camera. 
Um, but I think in terms of, of emotion and getting people comfortable, being able to go back and forth, uh, I, I do think that's easier you know, in studio when you're making eye contact with somebody. And we've been tweaking the way the studio is set up um, to kind of try to have that eye contact, even if someone's on Zoom. Um, but I, you know, I think the pandemic showed us that Zoom is not nearly as intimate as in-person conversation. Um, but you know, we're working through that. And you, you were telling me earlier that you do you have the the cameras now mounted above the monitor, so there's not you're not using a laptop any longer to have those conversations, but talking right to the monitor, and maybe that improves sight lines a little bit too. Yeah, I think so. I think it improves. Uh, I think it improves the sight lines. I think that it improves comfort level for people if they feel like they're looking, you know, they're looking you eye to eye. Um, it allows them to see what's going on in the studio and in kind of a little bit larger scale, um, so they know it's basically me and them, you know, in the studio having a conversation and not a whole production team in here. Um, right. So again, we're four shows in, but we're trying to figure out the best comfort level for everyone involved. Is it your plan eventually to bring people into the studio and do a Zoom combination? Yeah, so we've had, uh, while the person I mentioned uh, before when we were talking, before we actually went live, uh, Wallow267 was one of our guests, formerly incarcerated, motivational speaker now. He actually was in studio. Okay. Uh, we've recorded a couple that haven't gone to air yet. Um, they were in studio as well. And so we're just now at the station um, removing some of those restrictions. More people are allowed into the building. Um, so the ultimate goal would be to have as many in studio as possible uh, while not limiting the access you have to people. Right. And you, you're framing this out as a national show because of Fox Soul. And so so you've got you're, you're pulling your guests in from across the country then. Yes, yes, absolutely. Now I'm Philly, you know. <laughs> so the first couple, uh, first couple guests we have, Ian Levanzant is Vanzant is a national personality, um, right. but she got her first job here in Philadelphia. Actually, my my father gave her her first job. Dawn Staley um, is Olympic gold medalist and national champion coach now in South Carolina, but she grew up playing basketball at rec centers North Philly. Um, so I, I've kind of drawn from my experiences early on to get launched. Um, but yes, we, we definitely want people who have a national appeal. Okay, great. So the show, as I mentioned a couple of times, appears on Fox Soul, which has now been around for a couple of years. How is that streaming channel coming along? Is it finding its audience? Is it getting its legs underneath it? It seems like it. Now, I, obviously, I'm a little bit on the periphery. I talk to them and we continue to communicate um, about the goals for our show. But if you look at the numbers, like the numbers are now up into millions of views. You know, they have a full kind of day um, of programming. They've been able to attract in people from all over the country. Uh, they're doing town halls. They're, you know, they're, they continue to function like an over the air television <laughs> kind of station and their need to have constant programming. Uh, and the growth, honestly, the, in terms of the numbers, uh, looks really impressive and continues to expand. So you're a Philly commodity. They know you and you're a native son of Philly and they know you there, but but they maybe don't know you in other markets. So what are you doing now to to put your own marketing push behind this show nationally? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the first step is try and provide good content. I mean, if you're providing good content to the audience, uh, I think people will be less concerned about the fact that I'm in Philly and they didn't initially know me. I think most people who do this kind of thing 
uh, save for the big name celebrities who start up. You didn't know them initially anyway. Um, so it's my responsibility to kind of build that. But Fox Soul has you know, asked me to participate in different segments nationally. I hosted a town, for, uh, town hall excuse me, for them. It's been a couple of weeks now um, to you know, introduce me to that national audience. Uh, we have plans to do more with their national audience to kind of incorporate me into the family. And they do a great job of marketing the Pulse as a Fox Soul show. Uh, and not a, you know, out of Philadelphia show that they're covering. Right, right. right. So your father, the late Cody Anderson, was a pioneer of independent Black broadcasting in Philadelphia. I just wondered, lastly, as new generations, including you, pick up that mantle, how do you see the state of it right now? What, what are its biggest challenges? You know, it, it, it's tough. My dad was a was my guy. He's in... in an interesting man who was always driven by trying to give people a voice. Um, he kind of lived by no voice is special until it's been heard. And that was kind of his push. And I think that on, on some levels, we need to continue to remember that there are people out there who have something to say, who may not always get a chance to. Uh, I think that the industry is evolving to the point where we have to be more comfortable talking directly to people you know, kind of getting out there and allowing for more opportunities and not just putting the same people with the same stories and the same voices uh, in front of the cameras. Um, I hope that we recognize that. Uh, Ian Levanzant was another one who said that no matter how much success you personally achieve, you haven't really accomplished a lot if you're not spreading that and bringing other individuals um, up behind you and giving them those opportunities as well. My father did that for me. A lot of people in media did that for me. They helped me out just because, you know, there was no good reason that they should. It just felt like the right thing to do. Uh, I think if more of us embrace that, bring along the next generation of people, recognize that the skills that they have in different areas um, are a benefit and not a threat, um, then I think that that will be okay and we'll continue to grow. So your own guest scouting is going to be a very important part of, of your own role in the, in the whole picture. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, listen, I, I want to give people an opportunity. Now I want it to be interesting. I want it to be entertaining, uh, but we're already getting calls from people. Um, you know, Wallow again was another example. He's, he's a high profile person right now, but not necessarily somebody you're going to see on the national news uh, or on these types of shows. People are already starting to reach out and go, huh? Like, so this may be a platform for me to come and share a, you know, an interesting story that didn't traditionally fit. Um, so yeah. Or I, even I, if he gets on the air, he might just have a minute, whereas he's got close to 30 with you. So yes, yes. And you can understand people. There's a, a quote, I'm trying to remember who told me this, but people may see your glory, but rarely hear your story. Um, we're trying to give people the opportunity to tell that story, you know, that people may not may not necessarily know, you know, and we'll see. Like, I'm hopeful, like the response so far is good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, having having the time and the space to have that conversation really helps. So, yes. Excellent. Yes. Well, and I, I appreciate them. I mean, I'm sorry. Let me say quickly, I appreciate that opportunity because I work with people here um, who have been very interested in expanding that voice and allowing for that level of creativity. Uh, I haven't heard no 
a lot. I've heard pump your brakes, <laughs> but I haven't heard, uh, heard no. And I think that creativity creates opportunities for all of us. Okay, great. Well, Bill Anderson is the host of The Pulse on Fox Own WTXF in Philadelphia, also on Fox Soul. Thank you for being here today, Bill, and see everyone next time on Talking TV. Thank you. I appreciate it. A new episode of Talking TV is available most Fridays on tvnewscheck.com. You can also listen and subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify.